0: Welcome back to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast, or welcome if this is your first time listening. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Apatria, joined by my good buddy, Harris Kermani. It means it's a wonderful Thursday. We're here to break down this five-game slate. It's December 2nd, the second of the month, Harris. A lot of season left in this year, but how are you, my good friend? I know you went to that Raptors game last week. How was it?
1: Uh, I, I mean, the actual experience is pretty cool. I mean, I I really, really enjoyed the way the Indiana Arena is set up. What's called the Gainbridge Fieldhouse now. It's almost like a, I want to say like a Coliseum. No seats were bad, but we were 11 rows right off the uh, off the major area. There was a couple of Raptors fans around us. And that made it fun. You know, we had a good start, but then after that, it just got uh, it got bad. The offense stalled, and uh, I think I got uh, cussed out by a couple of Indiana fans for being a little too rowdy, but it's, it's okay. I'll, I'll take it. It was a good, it was so, a good time.
0: Are you are you a drinking rowdy or a natural rowdy? No, just just natural rowdy. Okay, all right. I'm a drinking rowdy. I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty quiet and humble when I'm if I'm watching like a Mavericks game, and all of a sudden I get a yeah you know, a few beers deep, and all of a sudden I'm I'm screaming my head off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta yeah you know, gotta learn how to control myself a little bit, but uh, I think you know they serve the beer for a reason. I think they want their fans a little rowdy. I, at least that's that's what I tell myself and how I explain myself to my girlfriend, and she's embarrassed of me, but uh nonetheless man i'm glad you had a good time uh show missed you on that monday but we got it done we got it done and ready you know you, you've been stewing now for a whole week so i'm expecting some big things from you tonight on this five game card <laughs> yeah. uh but before we <laughs> i'm sorry i cut you off
1: No, no, i said yeah absolutely i'm ready to ready to rock got caught in a snowstorm on the way back
0: but i'm ready to heat it up now that's it and that's a far drive for you right well you we said it was like eight hours so i when i when i just said it i imagined you were like a home game and then i totally forgot you said you were going to indiana
1: yeah it was about it was about eight hours we had a stop over in detroit where a bunch of families over there so we got to stay overnight there cut it off about halfway there but yeah no it was cool and it was black friday so got a little
0: bit of shopping in as well i can't complain You maniac, you're going out on Black Friday. But we're we're going off the rails. We'll jump right into this. Uh, Quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor over at Manscaped. Guys, head over to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code HoopBall20. You get 20% off your entire first purchase, plus free shipping. So if you've been waiting, if you've been wondering what the best male grooming kit out there is, it's at Manscaped. It is their perfect package kit, which comes with the lawnmower, 4.0, the conditioner, the toner, the wash. The light on the thing is illuminating. Harris illuminating so you can see all the most important regions and parts that you need to it's also quick charging and waterproof comes with the nice compression short boxers everything you need in that perfect package kit guys check it out get your 20% off get two of them buy one for another gift for somebody if the holidays coming up and use that promo code hoop ball 20 to get 20% off plus free shipping so we got five games to talk about my good friend we're going to jump right into everything we got Chicago Bulls traveling to New York to take on the Knicks for the Bulls, Kobe White has been rolled out. He's in health and safety protocols. Patrick Williams remains out. The rest of the guys in the G League. For the Knicks, R.J. Barrett is questionable. He left after only nine minutes with an illness. Couldn't tough out that game, so we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Obviously, that would have pre- pretty significant impact on the rotation. Uh, as far as a game total and a spread, we're looking at a 214 game total. Chicago being favored by two points in this one. I will pass it on to you. Lead us off here with the Bulls. Absolutely. And even though we're in the garden,
1: this is probably the one game that uh, out of all these five is one that I'm just a little bit iffy on just because of the pricings that are out there. We saw with Kobe out the minutes pretty directly went to Javante Green, who went ahead and played 36 in the last game and really just went ahead and had a cardio session, put up three shots in that, uh, put up 19 DK points. But at his price tag, he's probably still uh, something of an interest just because of that small forward eligibility at uh, at that bargain barrel price tag but yeah the problem is Vooch who I was really interested in probably coming into the night had a 62 the game before in Charlotte had the best game of the season is looking like he's getting back into the groove got priced up by about a thousand on here and you know there's just a couple of guys in that uh, 9,000 price range in this tag and this entire uh, slate that I'm a little bit more interested in than a little Voochovich here but I wouldn't fault you for going ahead and putting that in because he is gonna have a good time Mitchell Robinson is terrible. Cost him the last game as well. Probably won't get too many minutes there. Uh New Orleans Noel as well. Just can't hang with him. So I just like the matchup for him to be able to go ahead and put up big numbers again. I don't know if he'll necessarily do too much more than potentially 5x on his 9,300 salary. But I'm going with him as my main guy. And uh, Demar, he loves the MSG. I'll tell you that. is He's a guy who just always finds a way when he was at the Raptors. It's the same thing. Puts up big nights in uh in the madison square gardens but at nine grand just a little bit too expensive for me to recommend him but watch it's gonna come up and uh, sock me in
0: the face because he's gonna drop the 50. <laughs> yeah listen i'm kind of right there with you I, I like these guys i like the matchup i don't like the price tags uh you know there's a lot of value i wouldn't say it's great value just because a lot of the value that we've been playing has getting priced up but they're still in comfortable spots uh but not comfortable enough where you can start throwing in multiple 9k guys There's a couple spend ups that we might want to look at on this slate as well so You know, again, wouldn't fault you to go there. The one guy I want to keep an eye on would be Alex Caruso, which rolls right around in that 5K guard carousel that we're going to talk about all night long where there's, you know, five or six guys that are very much in play in that price range. But with Kobe White out, he should be uh, back right into that close to 30-minute roll. He's already been playing about that, you know, 25 and sometimes even 30, even with White in there. But he'll be that backup point. He'll be the backup shooting guard. I'll probably handle both of those. So 5,200, I wouldn't mind him. Um, don't know his Madison Square Garden numbers. I know everybody's pretty much increases when they come to Madison Square Garden. It's a great place to play, but wouldn't shock me if he puts on a show. Uh, I think he's just a fan favorite no matter what city he's in. So I'll be looking at a little Caruso. Could be a decent Lonzo ball bounce back, but I don't really see myself necessarily going that way at 72. You know, I'd really want 40 DK points for him to pay it off. And if he could do that in my GPPs, if you get 35 of them, you'll take that in cash, but we want 40 in the GPPs. Uh, I just don't like these price tags, and that's that's bottom, bottom line of what it comes down to. So probably just Caruso for me. On the Knicks side of the ball, we have a lot to look at, a lot to monitor. If R.J. Barrett sits, we'll probably see plenty of Alec Burks, plenty of Quickly, plenty of Rose. Uh, we saw quickly play 38 minutes and Burks play, you know, I think I think he played Brett right up there as well uh, the 38, 39-minute mark, and I think that, you know, these guys are going to get good run, but a lot of that was due to Barrett only playing nine, so we got to keep an eye on that, because Fournier's minutes didn't really move. Uh, it was mostly, you know, point Burks, but he was playing it from the small forward position, and they could run that three-guard lineup if they wanted to. They may very well do that again, if that happens. You know, we know Chicago doesn't play very big at all, so... I think all three of those guys are in play. I think Rose will probably be fairly chalky after playing 34 minutes and putting up 37 DK points. But another one of those guys, him quickly in that 5K guard carousel. Um, I think I prefer Rose just simply because he's going to have higher usage than quickly. And then Alec Burks at 65, now that he is the starting point guard, As long as this dude is going to be taking eighteen to twenty shots, he's going to be in play even at that price range. Uh, You know, I hope people get slightly scared off of him. I still love that he has that small forward eligibility. I think me and you always talk about it. It's an ugly position to pay for, and having the confidence of a guy that's actually playing point guard in your small forward slot—it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty. I was going to say overwhelming, but it's pretty whelming. Um, We'll go with that. So. I think all three of those guys are very much in play. It's not a bad Randall spot. We know that they're kind of weak at that power forward position. They don't really have the body to put on him. So I, I wouldn't shock me if he has a great game. So I definitely see myself having uh, some decent Knicks exposures and some of my in some of my lineups, I'll probably have two of them. Uh, but I think at least having one is going to be a must on this slate.
1: Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head that uh, Kemba Walker in benching or whatever you want to call it at this point has really cleared up a lot of these minute situation and Yeah, I've always loved Alec Burks just as a player in general, but him getting that opportunity to essentially play two to three different positions for the New York Knicks has made it so that, as far as I'm concerned, until he gets into that mid-7K range. I'm totally happy taking him on a night-in-night-out basis for this New York Knicks team. He's definitely... Playing the major point guard role, and he's even staggering a lot of the uh, the bench units as well. So it's just a lot of usage to be able to go around. So he's 100% in play for me. And as you said, between Quickly and Rose, uh, I personally don't like uh, Quickly's just lack of diversity as far as his stat line is concerned. I know he got seven rebounds in the last game. I don't expect him to be able to do something like that again. But it really all comes down to whether his streaky shooting hits it. And in the end, I'll just rather depend on uh, Derrick Rose. And hey, it's Tibbs. Tibbs will play Derek Rose
0: until his knees fall out. So you know what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tibbs loves his guys. We've seen that plenty of times. That's why Taj Gibson still in the NBA. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Toronto. Are you going to this game? I am going to this game. Ready of course. To well, I get see the game. See <laughs> yeah, we're going to never miss out. I haven't seen Giannis play live yet. That's, uh, that's next on my bucket list. Actually, I'm looking at tickets for the January 5th game to see Steph Curry alive for the first time. It's also Dirk's retirement uh so his jersey retirement i I think we all know he's already retired uh got to get off the rails quick but my girlfriend funny story about it she uh she tries she tries real hard to you know get into sports with me sometimes she loves going to games live But she texted me she's like oh did you know dirk's retiring and i and i went along with it i was like oh is he really yeah he's retiring on the fifth i'm like yeah midway through the season he's retiring uh she tried hard she saw it probably somewhere on social media that they were doing his retirement you know she brought it up uh, but, I, you know, again, she tries. Love her to death. But uh, just this jersey, babe. Just, just the jersey. Uh, so we got the Bucks traveling to Toronto, taking on the Raptors. Bucks on the second half of a back-to-back. OG has been ruled out. Ken Burch is ruled out. Goran Dragic, as we know, is not with the team. And then Gary Trent Jr. is questionable. I'd be pretty shocked to see him play. They said it was a deep bruise. And uh, deep bruises, they tend to linger. They tend to be, like, at least a week to two weeks. So... Keep an eye on it. It's He's already missed, I think, about a good week um, as it is. So could be getting close. But no uh, injury report for the Bucks just yet. because it the back-to-back. So we're going to have to wait and see on them. Maybe they rest Giannis. Who knows? It's a 230 game total. Bucks favored by – oh, I'm sorry. That's tonight's. Uh, no game total available yet. And no spread yet. So I'll pass it over to you. Talk about this Bucks team. Are you paying the 12K for Giannis on this slate?
1: All right. I'd love to say – Yes, just because of the situation and uh, how he always ends up putting up big numbers against the Raptors. And he's definitely not going to rest this game because for those who don't know, there is a massive Greek community in Toronto. And I swear he gets like a hometown heroes recognition every time he comes in, which is why every Torontonian was hoping that in this last uh, free agency, he may be uh, looking at the Toronto Raptors for that, but obviously it didn't work out. He got his extension, got his championship. So he's he's a Bucks lifer. But with that in mind, um, the only reason I'm kind of avoid Giannis here is just because of how injured the Raptors are. It's just one of those things where we're seeing that their offense is just stagnating without without an OG, without a Trent to be able to have any sort of uh, release valve as far as that's concerned. So I just don't think that they'll be able to put up the points to hang with the Bucks, which is why I'm just going to be fading Giannis on this one personally. I may have a little bit of Drew just because I like his price tag and uh, he's likely going to be able to pay that off just in you know even the three quarters that he plays. Uh, he's getting great usage, and the numbers are finally coming around as far as the shooting percentage is concerned Four straight games of 50% or more, even though those three point shot isn't there, but you know, the dimes are back. The rebounds are back altogether. His diverse stat line is really starting to show again. So I love him at a 7,400 price tag, and that's probably where I'm going. And if I'm banking on this game, you know, not necessarily being as close as I otherwise think I may start to uh, look a little bit further down, you know, maybe a little bit more Grayson Allen will get to play. Obviously we've seen his, uh, usage take a little bit of a dive since uh, Chris Middleton's gotten himself back into the groove of all things but he'll probably get a little bit more shots in there we're seeing DeMarcus Cousins play tonight I don't know if he plays the other night but if he doesn't then maybe we'll start to see a little bit more Jordan Noor again as an opportunity as well so you know those bargain barrel options may potentially be there if you're banking on a blowout but uh, yeah I'm, I'm fading Giannis
0: altogether. See, I don't I'm not sold on fading Giannis just yet because it's a small slate. Um, I'm probably gonna be fading a lot of that Phoenix Detroit game. I just don't expect it even without Devin Booker to stay all that close. And raw points are gonna matter. You know, there's even if Giannis plays three quarters and he gets you fifty at twelve K, there's probably only another handful of guys on this slate uh that could potentially get you that. I think DeJounte Murray will get to him, is probably my favorite spend up, but I think the raw points are going to really matter with Giannis. So I'll probably do a couple builds where I have them. Um, and if I do, believe me, I'm going to probably have to run it back and plug my nose and play some of your Raptors over there. But, uh yeah, sorry to throw some shade at you, man. But I think I think the other builds, though, you're absolutely right. This might be a cross-off for Giannis. So uh, I imagine myself only coming in at probably 25% ownership um, as far as how much I'm going to have in my lineup, 75 but not just a complete fade, because I think, you know, just the raw points are definitely going to matter. If this game happens to stay close, he's going to be a slate winner. Uh, other options on this team, probably not much I'm really looking at. Middleton just hasn't been able to get much going ever since he came back. It just looks like, you know, he's he's struggling and, and just finding his own self on the court. He does not look the same. You know, the shooting has been fine. It's just the aggressiveness has not been there for him. Um, you know, we're used to seeing Middleton take somewhere between like 15 to 20 shots a game sometimes. And it feels like we get one of those games every, you know, three or four games. So not getting much done. I'm probably going to take a pass on Middleton at 72. And then Bobby Portis at 71, I just think is slightly too expensive. So I think it's just Drew. I think it's just Giannis for me and nobody else. I don't I'm not going to even pay the 45 for Grayson Allen when we have that 5k guard roulette that we're going to be talking about. And I think we already talked about three or four of those guys, but uh, on to the Raptors' side of the ball, Van Vliet coming in at 8,900 is just a little bit too priced up for me. So I'll probably take a pass on Van Vliet. Siakam at 87, I think it's a little too priced up for me. Uh, the only real guy I'd probably look at is if we see our guy uh, Gary Trent sit again, You know, looking at V at 45, uh, looking at Watanabe um, at 35, I think both those guys would be rock-solid options. We Three-pointers have been able to just you know, bury the Bucks in the past. That's why this would have been a picture-perfect spot for Gary Trent if he is able to suit up. Even if he does play, I don't expect him to get full minutes necessarily in his first game back, so I probably would avoid that situation. But those would be the two guys I'm really looking at and I'd keen on. Uh, keen in on. Um, and that's probably about it for me. And I think Yuda might be the best-case scenario type of player, because even if this game gets out of hand, he'll only see extended run.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Nick
0: Nurse is made
1: no uh, secret about how much he loves Utah in general, and he's always been looking to play in more minutes just because of his defensive versatility. Played 29 minutes in the last game against Memphis, closed out the fourth quarter as well, so I'm pretty sure we're going to see more of that. And at anything under... 4k for him i'm going to be pretty happy taking him especially now that pretty much boucher is out of the lineup uh, Ken Burch birch still reigns out so he's really you know outside of siakam the one big that they're going to be relying on and obviously scotty barnes is kind of just all over the place he's going to be my uh, other guy that i'd be looking into you know at 7500 he just continues to be a guy they're force feeding into his development uh, he's getting a lot more uh, point guard opportunities you'll see they'll run a lot of lineups where they have the entire bench and him run the point so he gets the opportunity to rack up a good amount of dimes over there as well so Seventy-five hundred is not a bad spot. I think he'll still get to, you know, his thirty-five, thirty-six minutes, which will allow him to get somewhere close to forty and pay it off. Not a bad spot for, uh, for a GPP side of things. But yeah, it's between uh, Watanabe and uh, Scotty Barnes, and that's about it.
0: So I'm, I've been pronouncing it wrong, which I'm notoriously known for doing with a lot of players. So I do apologize. So can you say his name one more time for me, so I, can, I know for the future? Because I, I assume you know. You're at the, you're there when they announce him.
1: Oh, it's also another side thing. I'm like. Uh into the Japanese language I spent a good bit of time learning it so but yes yuta watanabe is his
0: name watanabe watanabe good to yeah. know i feel like i just said it with a japanese accent i do apologize <laughs> um i probably butchered that still a uh, next game 8 p m eastern standard time game <laughs> okc okay, travel to memphis uh they are taking on the grizzlies for the grizzlies kyle anderson is questionable john morant as we know going to be out for a few weeks uh, he is out, and then Zaire Williams is doubtful. No injury report for OKC. They are on the second half of a back to back. They're taking on the Rockets tonight. Uh, this game's coming in at a 2.15 game total with an 8.5 point spread. Um, by the way, I didn't mention the spread in the last one. It's 2.17. Milwaukee's only being favored by four. So that might be Vegas thinking that they know something that we don't, and that kind of. Has me thinking that there might be a little bit of Giannis sitting if he's. I mean, I get the Greek community thing. I'm I'm Greek. I mean, if I I now I know I could go to Toronto, uh, but I just don't don't think that spreads realistic at minus four. If I'm anybody, I'm probably still taking Milwaukee even if Giannis sits. But we'll start off with OKC here. A lot to like. Uh, We know Josh Giddey is going to miss the next two games, including uh, tomorrow, as we record this night before. So he missed tonight's game. He's going to miss this game uh, due to an illness. And we saw Trey Mann start. I think that's just a great spot to look at value. 3600 Probably going to be a very, very chalky value play. But if he's playing 30 minutes, it's kind of hard not to get some shares of him. Um, I'll probably just eat the chalk and play a bunch of them. No issues there outside of him. I think it's a decent spot for Shea. Not a big slate where we have a ton of uh, you know decent spend-up options. I think I prefer him over all those Raptors guys for the discount. He's going to get a ton of usage. And with Giddy out, he's going to be the primary point guard as well. So he's really been playing primarily shooting guard this season with Giddy handling the ball a lot. He's going to be handling the ball. It gives him that little bit of a boost in his assist numbers. As we know, assists pay more than rebounds on DK. So I do like some Shea, and I do like some Trey Mann. Probably all I'm really going to be looking at, but I wouldn't fault you if you want to look at a guy like Jeremiah Robinson Earl still He's having a good game tonight. Uh, It's just a little bit of a tougher matchup going against Memphis as opposed to Houston
1: No, you're completely those are the major guys. I'm looking at Uh, Robinson Earl again I just always find myself playing him more often than not I just like the upside that he brings I mean, he's shooting enough threes to be able to give that little bit of versatility to his stat line Even when he's not getting close to double-digit rebounds, which he does more often than not so it's just a nice spot to add 4400 and again memphis it kind of depends on how much i decide to run with you know Steven adams or that kind of situation because otherwise they aren't that that big on the inside and they've been finding less minutes for him because you can see they're trying to go towards more of a small ball lineup and really developing some of these young guys that they have going if that happens i actually think this is going to be low-key one of the best games for uh you know, drafting slates tonight's probably going to be a high scoring one not uh too, too much going on as far as uh, stars are concerned so prices aren't too bad so i'm actually going to find myself with a decent bit of exposure on the uh, on the okc side for sure all right ready to slide over to memphis yeah absolutely uh, memphis itself again the john moran situation in many ways while terrible. I hate seeing that Jaws out. It's just cleared up so much usage for the uh, other big guys as far as Memphis is concerned. I mean, Jaron Jackson just continues to be a guy that, I mean, I liked regardless, even when Jaw was there, but obviously he showed in that last Toronto game that he's going to be okay to be essentially the first option guy on this team with Jaw out. Jaw 45 in that game has kept himself By and large, out of early foul trouble, he still gets himself into foul trouble late, which is where he got those five fouls, like three of them were in the fourth quarter. But it's enough for him to keep himself into that 30 minute range, which is really all he needs to potentially be able to drop 40. And if his three point shot gets going, as it does often in bursts, he can find himself with a 50 point game pretty easy. So between uh, Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain, who's the other guy I've always liked, uh, he's consistent, uh, probably more of a cash play than the GBP one, but he has the upside again, to be able to do a a little bit more than that too. And even though his price is up slightly at 6,400, he's still more than comfortable in his price range. The real question I have, again, going back to that 5,000 guard roulette, is the D'Anthony Melton one who, even though he played just 17 minutes in the last game, but he got 13 shots up in that one and was able to get 10 rebounds. You can see he's just a lot more aggressive on the inside to be able to rack up those counting stats quickly, being the energy guy. If he can even get himself into you know, 22 to 25 minutes, which honestly he should be with John Morant out, he should easily pay that off. And uh, in, in GVP, I think I'm going to take a, a dart throw at him
0: or a couple of my lineups and see how he does. I think he's a great GPP pivot off of some of those other options just because people are going to look at the minutes and they're going to look at the game logs and say, you know, why would I pay 5k for a guy playing 18 minutes when I could pay 5k for a guy playing 30. So I think that's that's a good option in GPPs. I'm glad he brought it up. I think Tyus is a great player as well. Uh, Tyus doesn't do much of the scoring. He's just mostly a steals and assist type guy, but shot the ball very, very poorly in that last one. Only two of 10. If he ends up shooting for even 40%, all of a sudden we're looking at, you know, close to 30 DK points. It's a great matchup. You said it. It's going to be probably just a run and gun type game, back and forth with very, very little defense played. So I think both those guys are very much in play. At Desmond Bain. I mean, I, I'll keep it real. I think all these guys are in play. I don't love uh the Dylan Brooks price tag, but this dude's just going to continue just to be a usage hog as long as John Morant's out. He was kind of a usage hog even when John Morant was in. But not going to do much as far as any of the ancillary stats and at 7k i think we have some better you know 7k price tag i'd rather just pay for jared jackson at that point uh for a hundred dollars more a different position understandably or go down to alec burks at 65 so i don't see myself falling on him but i think all these guys are very very much in play um it's gonna be hard for me to probably land on too much bane or brooks just because of other guards and other small forwards that we do like on this site at similar price tags or cheaper but I think this whole Memphis side of the ball makes for great pivots on a lot of these other options that will probably be pretty chalky. So I'll keep all those main starters in my player pool. And if Kyle Anderson happens to sit, I think this might be a decent like John Conchar spot in your tournaments. Yeah. I'm not sitting here saying play John Conchar everywhere. Uh, Not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll reiterate that. Yeah. I'm not saying it, but it's a pivot. Uh, It's a dart throw for building multiple lineups, that sort of thing, because He's a dude that can handle the ball. He can play a little bit of the backup point guard, and they'll also have no problem with playing him at the two or the three. So very versatile guy who's got a decent jump shot as well. Moving on to the fourth game, Detroit Pistons traveling to Phoenix. They are taking on the Suns for the Pistons. Killian Hayes is available. Kelly Olenek still ruled out. And then for the Suns, Devin Booker has been out. Ruled out, uh, left hamstring strain. We saw that Frank Kaminsky out, and then obviously the major names of Darius Sark, Abdul Nader, both those guys are out as well. As far as a game total and a spread, we'll check this out. It's 208. Phoenix only being favored by 13 right now. Nothing big, uh, but we'll start off with the Pistons here, man. I'll pass it on to you. Yeah, and this is one of those where, again, it's that five thousand dollar price range where you
1: know, a couple of guys come into potential play for me. One is more out of principle than anything. I just can't look past a guy playing 35 minutes a game and getting you know, all the shots that he wants, even if he can't hit anything, which is Sadiq Bey. I mean, it's just it's one of those where I've honestly I've gotten burned more times than not. But uh, it's just that five thousand at five thousand five hundred. Sorry, he just happens to be a guy that with that uh, power forward, small forward eligibility just continues to be one that I look at. But more so than that, it's Isaiah Stewart. Clearly, uh, he's going to be in a matchup facing up against DeAndre Ayton. They're going to need the size. They're going to need him to be able to crash the boards. And to his credit, he has been crashing the boards quite well over the last uh, two out of the last three games, two double-digit rebounding nights in that. And more so than that, he's also just finding himself more and more attacking as far as the paint's concerned, and he's getting himself into those free-throw attempts. In the Portland game, he got to do a lot of that against uh, Yusuf Nurkic and then against the bench guys. Even if this game happens to go... You know, lopsided. You can see he's still going to get somewhere close to 30 minutes, just because they don't have anyone else to go ahead and play there. So he's probably my main guy. I I don't really like the Kate Cunningham or Jeremy Grant just because of uh, that uh, potential spread situation. I they're probably they're probably the guys who will end up sitting for the uh, bench ones coming out. But uh, Isaiah Stewart's probably my most liked guy as far as the Pistons are concerned.
0: Yeah, and he's a guy that even if he gets 23, 24 minutes, it won't it won't burn us. You know, if he puts up 24, 20, uh, 26 DK points. That's not gonna sink us. Yeah, you know, we'll especially in a five game slate. We'll be able to overcome that. And if he gets thirty plus for some reason, you know, we're we're looking sitting pretty with that. So I don't mind Stewart and I don't think I'll probably play anybody else. I think the one other guy I think we could take a look at would be somebody like Frank Jackson, where even in limited minutes, this dude's gonna continue to chuck. He doesn't do anything outside of score. But a thirty seven hundred, if you need a dumpster dive play, a dude that's taking double digit shot attempts in each little uh in four out of the last five games. Um, most of those in under, you know, twenty two to twenty three minutes as well. So don't mind looking at him, even though it's very unsexy. Uh, It doesn't overwhelm me at all. Don't love it, but he's in play. And then sliding over to the Phoenix side of things with Devin Booker ruled out. There's obviously a lot to like and a lot we can look at here. Uh, Cam Johnson's probably going to be the number one option for a value play. I think a lot of people will go to him at 4,200. Played well in his absence, but ended up playing 29 minutes, 10 shot attempts, put up 27 DK points. So I think he's very, very much in play. Probably won't be spending up too much on these other guys just because I don't trust the spread. But that's going to be a trickle-down usage with Devin Booker out. We're going to see Bridges taking more shot attempts. Uh, we're going to end up seeing guys like Campaign play a little bit more as well. So looking at all these guys at that, like, 4K price range down there, I you know even Landry Sherman, if you need a, a dart throw, uh, came out and played 24 minutes against Golden State. So, you know, take your – Pick your poison. I think between shammett Payne, Cam Johnson, I think Cam being the safest and chalkiest one out of all those guys. I think all three of those guys are gonna be options. I'm keeping in my player pool.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And I think pretty much from that 4,300 all the way to 4,000, which is Crowder, Cam Johnson, Cam Payne, Javale McGee. All those guys are potential guys who will get uh, themselves having pretty decent run for especially their price tag. I actually think I might be playing a decent amount of Javale McGee just because I expect him to play more than the eight minutes he got in a. A small ball lineup matchup and this one they're going to get a little bit more size on there and he probably gets the opportunity to be able to put it up we know that even if he plays uh, 18 minutes he's just absolutely going to be able to rack up you know 25 to 30 without a problem so that's really all that is uh, he's a good pivot as long as you assume that the game is going to go the way the spread is and uh yeah any of those
0: four up to jerk or all the way down to mcgee i think are good options to stay away from the big guys yeah and if you do end up playing somebody like Chris ball or. You know, DeAndre and you, you're probably best and wise to run it back with somebody on Detroit, like a grant or something, because if those guys get a full workload, that means for somehow some reason this game managed to stay close enough where it's going to be due to Grant or Cunningham. Um, those are two primary offensive options that take 20 plus shots a game. It wouldn't be because, let's say, you know, Frank Jackson went buck wild and kept this game close. If If it is fantastic. Good for Frank. <laughs> final, final game of the night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. San Antonio Spurs traveling to Portland, taking on the Blazers. Damian Lillard is going to miss the next 10 days. Uh, Nasir Little still out. Norman Powell is questionable to right quad contusion for the Spurs. Uh, only real guys that we need to talk about. Zach Collins remains out. Doug McDermott's probable. Devin Vassal's probable. And uh, the rest of the guys are in the G League. 220 game total. So this is, I believe, the highest game total of the night that we have so far. Three and a half point spread being favored to Portland. I already kind of alluded to it before. Dejounte Murray is probably going to be the guy I'm paying up for, ninety-eight hundred. You just know you're getting a very comfortable floor. You're getting a high enough ceiling where it's sixty points. It wouldn't shock me if it's the highest score on the slate. And I never, you know, you never burns me unless, of course, you say you like him because I think <laughs> the only time that we've ever both liked him, <laughs> he put <sighs> up done. So just tell me now, just break my heart. Say you like him as well, so I can just yeah. cross, cross him right out.
1: Oh, man, more than like of you, I was going to say he's my favorite uh, yeah, payoff guy yeah, yeah. on the slate. But now I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't say it because he's going to drop 23 and a half on me again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yeah, trouble, it's just,
1: man. exactly. It's just an amazing matchup all, all the way around. I mean, you know, Portland is not going to defend a fly. Yet they're still going to put up points on their end, regardless of Dame playing or not, because they've got enough chuckers on the other end to be able to get those points up. And we're going to get a chance to talk about them. But yeah, Dejounte Murray at 9,800, definitely in play. say your boy, Derek White, is finally putting up those uh, back-to-back 40-point games. Where is he back in play for you at 6,300? Because he is for me. I mean, he's got 21 shot attempts in that one, 16 in the one prior to that. Even if uh, Devin Vassell ends up coming back, I just think that he's uh, all about him getting into a groove. It was never a situation of him not getting the usage. It was just much like the Chris Middleton situation. Just be more aggressive. You've got the minutes. You've got the usage. Go and actually do something. And I think he's finally doing it. And at that price tag, I'm interested in taking him as well.
0: Yeah, so I I don't mind him. I just almost feel like I'm chasing. I didn't have any of the shares of him in those two 40-point games. And to hop on in a five-game slate, I think he's going to draw crazy ownership. And I don't think I'll be – I'll probably be underweight on him. I'm still going to have like a share or two, very similar to like my situation with Giannis, where maybe in like 25 or 20% of my lineups, I'll have some Derek White. But – it would probably be off of like DeJounte Murray. I don't think I'd play those two guys together. I am a little worried about Vassal and McDermott both playing. It's just, you know, guys in this lineup that are going to take some extra shots um, that weren't there on those games that he was going buck wild. So I'm a little cautious, but I'm optimistic. So cautious and optimistic, probably still be a little underweight. Uh, on to, oh, I'm sorry. Anybody else on this Spurs team? Are you looking at Pirtle or are you looking at uh, Keldon? Anybody else? Uh, so Purtle is one where I'll probably end up looking at just because I think I'm gonna go for Nurkic on the other
1: end And if that happens, I think they're both going at each other all night long. So it, it all comes down to my lineup makeup He's not my favorite big man on the slate But uh, I think if I'm gonna be going Nurkic on the
0: other side, I will be going with Purtle as well for a couple of them Okay, we'll slide over to Portland then um, big news obviously with Dame out We it's very similar to book of being out It's gonna be a trickle-down usage effect all over the place McCollum all the way priced up now 8500, so makes it a little tougher to, uh, you know, just swallow the pill. It's still a fantastic match for, for him. He took 26 shot attempts in that last game, and that's the the big key right there. And the matchup, it's still a very good one. It's not necessarily Detroit, but it's still a very good one. So at 8500, I mean that's it's a tough pill to swallow. I mean that puts him in the likes uh, of his own tier. I mean, would you rather pay the 81 for Shea or the 85 for McCollum?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the decision that one has to make, because I do expect this, as you said, to be the high-scoring game of the night, and CJ is just going to have to keep shooting, regardless if they're going to try to keep into it, so... It's it's one of those 50-50 situations. I don't think you can go wrong either way with them. And uh, you know CJ having that shooting guard eligibility makes it a little bit nicer. Again, that shooting guard that can be the primary ball handler for a team always makes it that little bit easier to swallow that pill. So I'll probably lean towards CJ if a gun was put to my head between the two. But honestly, I'm more interested in uh, going with the uh, with the value options that are over here. Yeah, I love Anthony Simons at his price tag. As long as he remains below 5000 in this situation, he's going to be... absolutely awesome. He's dropped three straight games of close to 30. Uh, Last one with 29. He's getting double-digit shot attempts. And more importantly, he's getting a little bit more ball handling duties as well, rather than just the off-ball shooting that he'd been doing for pretty much the majority of the season. So probably a bit of a chalky pick. Uh, It's going to be between him and Derek Rose for me as to, you know, where I want to go in that night. Uh, Maybe I'd be leaning towards Rose just because I think his usage will be a little bit higher, but I don't think you can go wrong with either one. And then beyond that, it's just as you said, trickle down usage. I really like Yusuf Nurkic in this matchup. I think he'll get the opportunity to uh, get his minutes closer to that 28 to 30, rather than the 24 that he plays against teams that are you know, a little bit smaller, a little bit faster. And he'll get a little bit more, sh- you know, shot attempts as a result of that, because they're going to find himself, you know, in a slower situation against Pirtle, get himself a little bit of opportunity in the post. He could probably rack up a couple of dimes there as well. So, just a lot of diversity to like in his stat sheet and uh, he has the upside to drop 40 so i'm good with him anytime he's below uh,
0: 7500 personally i'm with you he's actually my favorite center on the slate. so outside of you know if you're playing like a julius randall uh at the center position i think he makes the most sense if you can go down to purdell you just talked about him for 900 less um i think purdell's probably got the safer floor but nurkic ceiling is usually the highest in this price range uh, for this slate for games that are gonna be high scoring and stay close uh, this feels like it's got 40-point Nurkic written all over it. So I'm on Nurkic. I'm on Simons. I'll have some shares in McCollum. I'm not going to go overboard on it. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that's very highly owned and for good reasons. Don't get me wrong. 26 shot attempts, the usage, playing point guard, doing a lot of good things. So don't mind those three guys. And, you know, even maybe taking a stab at it's painful to do. And nobody loves putting Robert Covington in their lineup. But we saw him take 10 shot attempts in that last game, six three-pointers. So always going to get steals. He's always going to get blocks. And if he's going to be taking ten shot attempts, he only played twenty four minutes in that game, and he ends up hitting close to that thirty minute mark. You pay off the four K price tag, but there's plenty of value that we've already talked about. But most of the value that we did speak about is at the guard position, which is what the decisions are going to be, have to be made. And, and which guards are you playing at the five K mark? I mean, at the uh, when push comes to shove, you can play four guards at most. And we already were talking about wanting to play Murray, and we're going to try to get a couple of those value plays in there. So we're going to have to spend up in certain spots, and that's why most of my builds are coming out with more of like a Julius Randall and DeJounte Murray and almost leave McCollum off, and then just taking my exposure with like Nurkic and Simons in this game. So, I mean, that's just kind of the way my builds are getting based right now. They could alter. They could change. So, I mean, things are going to happen. Uh, we haven't seen Powell get ruled out just yet. He's still questionable. Uh, if he sits, that's probably the way I'm going to go, and then I'll pivot off of him and a few of them. I'll play McCollum. Um, I'll play Shea. I'll play some of these other guys as well, but... Gotta, gotta pick your poison, man. We can't get all these guards, and it's gonna be a painful decision to make because at the end of the day, we're uh, we're probably gonna be like one or two guys off, and it's gonna be like, well, kicking yourself. I should have built a couple more lineups.
1: Yeah, no, five game slates are always like that. That margin for error is just so small. But I think there are the uh, there's enough options in which the floors are pretty safe that I don't think I'll get burned. But watch me come back tomorrow just crying as well.
0: Well, we talked about DeJounte Murray, man. We're getting burnt. Uh, we both like it. It's happening. It's, it's, it's not, you can't avoid it, man. It's like Final Destination. I don't know if you've ever seen those movies. Oh, man, love it. Yeah, you can dodge it all you want. You might you might get away this time, but it'll come full circle. It's just got to take out a few more people, and then it'll be right back to us. And 28 and a half DeJounte Murray points later. Uh, we're talking about this on Sunday show. But that brings us home. Uh, let's get down into our player tiers. Give me your expensive tier. I wonder who it's going to be.
1: Yeah, well... Since uh, we've already spoken about Dejounte Murray, I'm going to be a little bit more and just to go ahead and say that uh, CJ McCollum becomes my expensive guy then. Uh, just, I just said the shot attempts are there. His floor is about as safe as you can get when he when uh, Damian Lillard's is not there. He's probably going to play most of the point guard situation as well. So just so many spots there. I just can't see him not getting close to paying off that value. I mean, if he gets below, you know, below 40 in this game, I'm going to have to eat my hat. But uh, he would be my favorite expensive one, if not the other guy.
0: All right, then I'll, I'll do that, too. I'll go with uh, Julius Randle. I like Randle a lot in this matchup. I don't love the forward position also so much at power forward. So you can even plug him in there at center. So I think Julius Randle should. And he's coming into this game pissed off. We I don't know if anyone heard his post-game comments about how, you know, he doesn't get fouls called on him just because of how strong he is. Uh, this is a game that is at home. It's a get-right game for him, for the Knicks. I'm expecting a nice little bounce-back game from Randle. So mid-tier price range. Go ahead. About 55 choices. <laughs> well, I'm just going
1: to have to stay on brand and stick with the guy I just always love on Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr., 7,100. He's going to be the first option on this team. He's got all the capability in that price tag to be able to drop a 50-point night if you know even ha- a little bit of his three-point shooting gets on track as it can because he always hits him in bursts. If he's hit one, one, he's going to come back and shoot three more in a row. So you're going to get the opportunity for him to have a big scoring night. And you know the the stocks are always there. He's got five, seven blocks in the last two games, five in the last one, and he's just going to be in a situation where there's just going to be run and gun, lots of rebounding opportunities, lots of blocking opportunities, just everything to like about him having potentially another 50 DK point night.
0: I like it. I'll roll with uh, Alec Burks, 65. I hope with the price increase that people get slightly scared off of him, but. You should have no issue paying off that price tag. With the usage he's getting and the ball handling responsibilities, Tibbs going to run this dude to the ground until he can't walk anymore. So at 6,500, being able to play him at small forward, I think is the biggest deciding factor for me. And I will definitely have some exposure to Alec Burks. And then we have the value tier, my friend. Plenty of options, again, that we could choose from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think you can go wrong with a number of them. I'm going to go ahead and say, since I'm going to be there watching, I'll get to see Yuta Watanabe up front, 3,500. I think he's going to play somewhere close to 30 minutes again. Uh, They like him getting more and more of those three-point opportunities. He shot eight of them in the last game, and he hit three on there, got himself to 19. I think he has an opportunity to be able to do a little bit more than that, as he continues to find himself in a lot of lineups for Nick Nurse and for 35. Go ahead and plug him in. I think he's
0: got the safest floor out of all these uh, cheapies out there. Watanabe. Got it now. (laughs) I'll go Trey, I'll go Trey Man at 36. Uh, I just love the you said safe floor. I think he's got that. I think he's got some decent upside at that price range. We just saw him drop 30 not too long ago. He's going to start most likely in place of Josh Giddy again. A great matchup going against Memphis. So, 3,600. I'll have some Trey Man. He's going to be a little aggressive with the ball. It doesn't provide too much ancillary stats, but if he can score 12 to 13, 14 points, chip it a couple boards, all of a sudden that price tag's already paid off. So I'll go with Trey Mann. And that brings us home, my friend. That is everything. So thank you guys again for always listening Sports Ethos DFS Pod. Follow us on Twitter at MikeApatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Harris, let him know. Absolutely, as always
1: at HAK underscore Devil. I see uh, a number of people did go ahead and follow me this last week. I guess it's just a train that gets starts moving. Got a couple of comments on there. It's great. I love it. Keep bringing it on on there, and I will see you on the Twitterverse.
0: Yeah, if you're not following them, just jump on the train. You know, I didn't get on the Derek White train quick enough. Don't miss <laughs> the uh, Harris Kermani train. Jump on it, uh, and then give us a thumbs up, a five star. We saw I saw another five star review in there. I seen it. Uh, i appreciate it so if you guys have the time and you can just take a quick minute out of your day and go throw us a five-star review give leave a nice comment maybe things you want to see us do differently i mean that's i mentioned all the time only reason we have a player tier segment is because somebody went in there and asked if we do it more so we we do it every show now we're trying to make this for you guys uh trying to make the best product that we can so let us know what we could be doing better let us know what you love that way we can continue doing it and we greatly appreciate it. And then get the DFS pass over here at Sports Ethos. I mean, it's the only way that you can get in this Discord. Uh, I'm in there every single night, an hour before lock. And I'm answering questions. We have a number of our DFS writers and pros in there that we're answering questions. We're dropping uh, you know, injury news, or how we're adjusting, uh, who our highest owned players are at the end of the night, Their lowest owned, who we're fading. All Everything you guys are looking to hear right before lock, we're talking about in there. So get that DFS pass. If you need some more information on it, feel free to message me. I'm happy to help you, uh, and it is well worth it. Only $4.99 a month. That's it. It will pay for it in the first night if you win. So head in there, get the DFS Fantasy Pass. We'll be back tomorrow. It will be Santino cocone taking on the slate all by his lonesome. He's going solo. Thank you guys for listening. As always, take care. Let's go take down some tournaments.